Welcome back to West Coast Mix and Bounce. I'm your co-host, Leslie Torres, joined by... I'm Bronna Marks. West Coast Mix and Bounce is brought to you by the new rebranded LAFB Network, the destination for Los Angeles football. We will get all the details for the LAFB Network soon enough for you guys, but now let's just jump to the good stuff. The NBA is back. Um, preseason has started, and we're going to be talking a little bit about Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, how they're doing, what we think is going to happen to their season. But before we get all, we get into all of that, we're going to go to the WNBA Finals, where we have our newest champions, the Washington Mystics. They won about a week ago. Um, they beat the Suns yeah. in Game 5. Did you watch Game Five, Bronna? Oh yeah, I watched the whole series. <laughs> I think I think I missed one game. I'm pretty sure I missed one game, but man, every game was pretty good. I mm-hmm. feel like the first two games were rough. I think both teams were kind of trying to feel each other out. Um, so you know, they they got bigger leads on each other. They had less lead changes. But yeah, Game Five had the most lead changes, and it was definitely the most exciting. Did you see Game Five? <laughs> I watched half of it. Unfortunately, I had to work, so I was like looking on Twitter, and it didn't seem that interesting. And then I got it home. I got enough. I got it right on time in the fourth quarter, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like the best game ever!" Little did I know that there was like a lot of fouls happening yeah. in the beginning of the game, so it kind of slowed down the momentum and the pace. But still, it was a really, really good game. The Washington Mystics, they really played tough in the fourth quarter from what I saw. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they gave that fourth quarter their all. And not to mention Emma Miesemann, you know, uh, the finals MVP. And she deserved that MVP, okay? Nice. She averaged 21.8 points in the postseason. And she she scored 11 points in game five with four minutes and 30 seconds, four minutes and 30 seconds left. So uh, she was one of the catalysts for why, well, she was the major catalyst for why the Mystics were able to get the edge up and take home the trophy. Yeah, she was like literally everywhere on the court. I think she finished that night with 22 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, and two blocks. Like, if that's not a whole player, yep. she was everywhere if you're on defense, on offense. She really did deserve that finals MVP. I was actually pretty stunned with her performance. And throughout the whole series, like you mentioned, that's a really high number to average for a series in the finals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And she, you know, she would go quiet and then she would come back and she would make these clutch shots that, you know, she'll she'll come from the backcourt all the way. You know, you're not even looking for her. And there she is with the ball and then she shoots it and then she <laughs> makes it like, I mean, she's just one of those elusive kind of players. And, you know, she was a big difference because last year 
the Mystics got swept mm-hmm. in the finals. And one of the reasons why is because they didn't have Miesemann, you know, they didn't have that you know, hot off the bench kind of player. Um, she was in Belgium playing for her country, so she wasn't able to be there, but she was actually in Belgium in the early season too, so they didn't really have her for, you know, a handful of games, and she was gracious enough to come back and <laughs> be the superstar that she is and help them win their first finals in franchise history. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it's crazy, the... First of all, the scheduling of the WNBA that doesn't allow a player like Musiman to be at last at the beginning of the season or at last year's finals, which is a whole different story. But that just goes to show how yeah. much or how important she was to the Mystics and how much they needed her. I mean, Elena Del Don was also pretty good. They she played really great, I think, in the <laughs> yeah, fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, but now the I guess the reports are coming out that she was like injured through the whole series. She had three herniated discs, so yeah. I would have expected you know anybody just to not even play. But this is the finals. She really wanted that championship. She really wanted that wing, that win, and she played through it. And so, twenty one points, nine rebounds, two assists, one steal. I mean, that's still a pretty good stat. But Mis Misman did a really good job. She really came through. The Mystics were just, they just played a little bit more tougher. And actually, they just played a little bit more tougher in the fourth quarter, from what I saw. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think they were mature overall, too. You know, like a more mature team. Because the Sun, don't get me wrong, like, you know, give them their, their props because they fought them. It's, it's kind of like if you put the Warriors and, you know, the Clippers in the same room, like how the Clippers took the the Warriors game seven of the playoffs it's kind of like you don't expect that from the Clippers but when you see it you're like wow this is actually really a lot of talent and that's how I feel about the Connecticut Sun you know they were downplayed all season you know they they said they didn't have a star they released this whole you know promo video after they forced game five and that wasn't no that wasn't a small feat you know mm-hmm. <laughs> they really they really came out in the fourth quarter too, and they really extended the lead. Um, and you know, you have tough players like Courtney Williams and John Quell Jones and um, Shakina Strickland. These are all people who stepped up and stepped out and uh, really showed the potential and the talent that they they really have. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's more than potential. You know, they proved that they were they were a finals team and they could take it all the way, but. I will say, you know, Natasha Cloud called it. <laughs> she said, we're going home and we're winning this. You know, we're not going home. We're not going home to lose. And uh, mm-hmm. she was very serious about that. And I believed her. <laughs> I believed her wholeheartedly. I had a feeling, you know, the, the Mystics are, like I said, a more mature team. This is their second time um, in a row going there. Those fans were hungry. They were hungry. It's kind of uh, a redemption of themselves. You know, they weren't playing the same team, but they had a lot to prove to themselves. And I really commend like women's sports, especially the WNBA, because you think like Steph Curry is going to play with three herniated discs in his back. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, no, <laughs> like, but Ella Della Don did. And you think somebody like, 
I don't know, say, uh, you know, one of the take uh, Luka Donich, if he he went home across seas to play and the seasons overlap, yeah. you think he would come back and finish out the NBA season? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but Misaman did. And, you know, it just says a lot about women and and women's sports and the WNBA in general that they should be taking you know very seriously I totally agree they're like class a athletes I mean to do put that much weight on your body and so much pressure and like what if you know what if you do end up losing the finals um game five what are they and then you then Ella Deladonna comes out and says well you know I had 300 this oh no why (laughs) it's just an excuse but like no they won so let's just take it as it is they're really strong they're athletes and like i like you said i agree they just had everything right all the players are more mature they had what they needed for a championship run and they did it and they won and let's see in the nba now do you think there's teams that have those right ingredients like the WNBA, like the Mystics, to win. Over here on our West Coast, we have the Clippers, the Warriors, and the Lakers all looking for the right ingredients. Which team would you like to start off with first? (laughs) I mean, honestly, if if we're being real, I think, I still think it's the Clippers. Granted, like, preseason has not been glorious for them. They're (laughs) they're 0-2 right now. Yeah. they really haven't. They haven't seen their stars together. You know, Kawhi played one game, but he did have um, seven points and six assists and eleven minutes. Yeah. So it kind of does make a statement. It's a small statement, but it's kind of like, hey, I'm here to play. Like when when my feet hit the floor, you know, I'm I'm getting off running, <laughs> kind of thing. So, uh, but you know, other than that, in the preseason, it's been their their regular people. You know, I forgot how much the Clippers really stayed the same. Uh, mm-hmm. With their roster, at least with their starting people like Zubak, Harold, Williams, you know they scored the most points in their in their preseason games in the two that they've had. Uh, so it, I think you know it's what we've been saying all off season is they they're they're giving like they giving us like a little bit of a taste, like a little sizzle, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like there's way more to come, you know. <laughs> They're waiting for the opening day to give us, like, you know, full Clippers. Um, here's Kawhi, 36 minutes, yeah. <laughs> 48 minutes. Yeah. And you, say, you sent me those jerseys. Those jerseys are pretty intense. <laughs> I I did not know that Twitter was making fun of them. I love the jerseys. What <laughs> really okay i mean i i guess because it does kind of have like a like a very very harsh compton feel and it's kind of like all right maybe we could have kept that to left that to the streets you know (laughs) i mean but you know what they're like they know how to market because who's gonna end up buying it everybody from like you know all the gangsters down here in la they're just gonna love it because it's gonna be you know they're ripping their city it's in the right type of font they're gonna buy extra, extra yeah. large. <laughs> like, <it's> gonna, <laughs> like I don't know. I liked right. it. <laughs> I th- I liked it. I was I didn't know Twitter like was beefing on them and like clowning on them, but I liked it. I think it's really nice. But it just goes to show again how much the Clippers are doing to kind of try to take over this LA kind of thing, the culture they're trying to do. You know, they also they have their new jerseys. They also held an open practice at USC for, like, you know, all the LA Clippers fans to come in. So I feel like they're just trying really hard to win the city over. 
maybe they're trying too hard and people wow. don't like it. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, uh, uh. I'm just like, I don't know. People are just used to maybe like the Lakers being like so like nonchalant because they've just won all the time. I feel like the best way for the Clippers to win over the city is to win. That way they can really cement themselves as like a team that's strong, a team for LA because there's just so much competition here in Los Angeles, like so yeah. much. And not even basketball, like football, soccer, like I can't like I cannot believe how many teams are in this one city. Like but yeah, that's just yeah. my opinion. A, yeah, no, it's a lot. So, I mean, they have a lot to do. It's very interesting how they're coming at it community-wise. That's pretty... I, I, I commend them for that. It's kind of like a humble, like, hey, like, we're human, and we also want you to come, you know, support us at the games and cheer us mm-hmm. on. And, like, you know, it, it breaks down a little bit of that celebrity wall that's put yes. up, you know, for athletes. So it's just kind of like you get them close and personal. You get kind of like a little connection, uh, like a I see you, you know, a, I see you kind of nod to the community. Yeah. Um. So that's cool. No, I but like it too. Like, like you said, at the end of the day, like they're going to have to win. If that's the point. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like if you want to really be a team for L.A., they want you to win. So, like, it's cool that you're bringing us, like, new courts and you're opening up practices and you're making these cool-ass jerseys for us. But, like, can you win? (laughs) I feel like that's, like, the main key that they're looking for. And if they give them that, then it's, like, okay, there's, like, you don't even even try because they're going to love you anyways. Yeah, exactly. So, um, we got two other teams (laughs) in this city um, that are going through... Very interesting um, preseason game since they faced each other like three out of the five games that they've had. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> How convenient. So uh, uh, tell me, Leslie, which team do you want to talk about next? <laughs> All right. Well, we can. Well, Lake, let's talk about Lakers because the Lakers just played with the Warriors, which will be next after that. So let's just start off with Lakers because that's how I have it in my notes. Um, well, for me personally, as a Lakers fan, I mean, as you guys all know, I was like so worried. I did not know like what was going on when they were in China. Like they just looked off. They lost to the Nets twice. And I was like, oh, my God, like what's happening? All this great chemistry on game, the first game of the preseason. But, you know, maybe there was other contributive factors. They were playing in a different country, all that China mm-hmm. tension. Um, don't even want to get into that. So then they came back to Staples Center and they played the Warriors um, Monday. They played them Wednesday and they're going to play them again on Friday, but at Golden State. And from what I saw, I like it. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I haven't actually had a chance to watch uh, any preseason games. Um, but I have seen, of course, highlights and it looks like they're just having fun. I mean, they're, but I feel like they're having fun in a different way because last year they were having fun too in the preseason, Mm -hmm. you know, but it was a completely different team. But this team, I feel like I see a little bit of a, like a confidence thing. Like it's not like a childish fun. Yeah. It's like, we're here, we're here to win. Like, don't mess with us, but we still gonna like have fun <laughs> yeah well because you know, this time they so, have more mature players 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You have, you know, AD, LeBron, JaVel, Green, Howard, you know, these are all vet, basically veteran players either have been on the all-star squad already or have played for, you know, USA teams, whatever. They all have some kind of dings under their, their belt that kind of say, you know, we've been doing this a little bit longer and now we're together, you know, so it's kind of like that whole like a little bit of a split generation um, concept with the Lakers now that they're older, but still have like just very well, very athletic players. You know, you think about Dwight Howard, you, the first thing you think about his shoulders, he's huge, <laughs> you know, and he's been playing well. He could get, he's he still can get up. He scored um, over 10 points and at least every game. That's really good for a center. You know, you want to mm-hmm. get those, those delicate points in the paint, um, and he looks good and he looks healthy and, you know, they have some young guys too who are putting up points. Uh, Zach Norville Jr., who I'm not, I didn't even get the chance to look up who he really is or where he came from, <laughs> but he had about 22 points in one of the, mm-hmm. one of the preseason games that they had. So they have a good, they have a good squad. I said this before, I'm probably repeating myself, but they do. And now that they're like on the court showing it, you know, it just puts more, um, more push behind the fact. I agree. I feel like it's a good balance for the Lakers. They have a good set of older guys who's going to, you know, keep them on check. And they have a good set of younger players that can keep up that energy and those runs and those sparks. Because, you know, the older players, they're probably going to get tired. The younger players can, like, match up for that. And then the younger players have less experience and the veterans can help them out with that. So it's, like, a pretty good balance, I feel, so far. And... Dwight Howard, you're absolutely right. He is playing so good, and it's just the preseason. I'm, like, so excited. I think he's definitely Mm -hmm. giving McGee a run for his money for the starting position just because he's been so good on both ends. It's not just offense. It's not just um, it's defense. He's getting those rebounds, and it's, like, whether it's AD, whether it's Dwight Howard or McGee, like, somebody's going to get a rebound because it's, like, who else will? It's impossible to get through all those three big guys because they're so tall. Yeah. And so it's just like a nice kind of reminder that Dwight Howard is still really, really good. And it's really good to have him on the Lakers. <laughs> and then um, you mentioned like younger players that can bring energy. You're right. Quinn Cook, he, um, he also reminded everyone like, oh, hey, I'm good at shooting. Hello, I'm here. He led the bench <laughs> last night with 16 points. And then he just, like, came straight into the game, went two for two, and it's like, oh, it's nothing. Like, you know, and so I feel like when you're playing with that kind of confidence, like you said, it makes it fun. It makes it easy. LeBron James was just playing point guard point guard last night, like, passing the ball. And it's good because you have that kind of trust with your team and your players. And it makes it fun. Like, let me just fall over here and pass it to my teammate because I know he's going to bank it in for a three. Like, who does that? So, I mean... It's just great right. to see that kind of balance. Again, it's just preseason. Again, Stephen Curry didn't play last night, so uh, I don't know how mm. that would go. You know, and the Warriors have had some injuries lately that hasn't allowed all their players to play during the preseason. But with that being said, if they're consistent, if they're healthy, the Lakers should be fun to watch, and I expect them to go pretty far. If not the Clippers as well like because there's just so much competition on the on the west side 
Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, but the Lakers did give them a, the Warriors a pretty good smashing in preseason. <laughs> um, it was just kind of repetitive beatdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curry, no Curry. Yeah, Draymond, no Draymond. I mean, and and one game against the the Lakers, he had zero points. So it's just kind of like I, you know, preseason obviously never really tells the whole story. Mm-hmm. They were one in five last year in the preseason, and they made it to the finals. Uh, granted, they. Didn't win, but still, you know, they're one in three in the preseason right now. Steph Curry scored off uh, 40 points against the Timberwolves for what reason? Sheesh. Why he would score 40 points in a preseason game, I don't know. <laughs> Why would Curry um, let him? <laughs> Maybe he just needed to remind himself that he's still like Steph Curry. I don't know. He just needed a confidence boost. But it's good to see that, you know, he can do it whenever uh, he wants to, I guess. <laughs> um, and, you know, you have D'Angelo Russell, who's trying to find like a, uh, I guess, a balance probably between Curry and Draymond because he mm-hmm. knows and he respects the fact that, you know, those guys have been through multiple championships and kind of have their own flow and rhythm. But, I mean, besides D'Angelo Russell, and I'm not going to even sit here and lie to you, I don't really know anybody else on the Warriors. Like, nobody else really stands out to me. You know, Thompson's hurt, so he doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Um, and... uh yeah, so it, I, I'm kind of nervous, honestly. I don't want the Warriors to completely tank. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but they're going to really have to have people step up and make names for themselves. That's the kind of team that they're looking at right now. I I agree with you. Um, Curry, you know, I mean, I don't want to count them out like as like they're going to be like the worst team in the West. But I don't feel they're going to be at the level that we're just so accustomed to see the Warriors at. Curry's still on the squad. He's still on the team. So, you know, he's going to do as much as he can and shoot as much as he can to get that win every every game. But um, I think it's going to be hard because there's just so much pressure on him, especially with no Thompson. What is Green going to do? Is Russell going to step up? And maybe Russell might step up. He played really well last night in last night's game. He had like 20-something points. Oh, he had 20, 23 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists in 27 minutes. So, I'm like, he could probably help out for as long as Thompson is out. Maybe once Thompson comes back and they have Russell and they have Curry and Green, maybe that's a good start. But I feel like the Warriors are really going to need their bench players to come through and to be solid and consistent. Because if that's not going to happen, I don't expect them to go as far as they've gone or maybe just Burley make the cut. I don't know. There's just too much competition in the West to yeah to not to be like oh yeah they're like last I think last year this time we were seeing how they're just like a shoe in for the finals and this and yeah. right now we're just like uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean how like how everything changes in a year. You know, it's crazy. I think it's going to be a long road ahead. And I would not be surprised at all if they, you know, did something crazy in a, when trading starts, if they, they trade half their bench for somebody, <laughs> you know, that's something that I could definitely see happening. Yeah. And it may be something that they have to do because this squad right now is just, I, I don't see it as a final squad and possibly not even a, you know, past the first round playoff squad. 
Uh, I, I'm with you. It's just that it's too much. It, there, and there's not enough on the Warriors to to kind of give you a little bit of glimpse of hope. There's just not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, within the next week or so, the real test is going to start. <laughs> Correct. I'm excited. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. That's all we have for right now. Thank you for tuning in to West Coast Mix and Bounce. We look forward to the season and we look forward to the season with you, our listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure to, you know, follow us on all kinds of social media. We're on everything and make sure you check out our, you know, newly reowned uh, Los Angeles football network uh website that we are a part of the team that we are part of uh, and thank you guys i'm bronna marks and i'm with leslie torres and we'll see y'all next time Bye.